Good morning. Welcome to Church of the Palms. My name is Megan Styron, or sorry, Megan Peters, I'm not used to that yet, uh, wife of Connor Peters, and I have the privilege of serving alongside of him with this great group of youth in this great congregation. Let us now prepare our hearts for worship as we bow our heads for the prayer of invocation. Awesome God, we thirst for your word. We long to make sense of so much we do not understand. We want our friendship to be more than a quick diversion from tasks that seem more pressing. We want to believe there is more to life than seeking personal gain. We bring to you today our troubles and anxieties, our estrangements and hostilities, our boasting and deceits. Meet us here with truth we cannot avoid. Amen. Let us praise God through our worship.
My name is Gianna Falbo, and I'm beginning my senior year at Venice High School. Please stand for the responsive call to worship. Like Jacob and Esau, we often let our differences divide us, but through Christ, we are made new and have more in common than we have different. We are created in the image of God and connected through the Holy Spirit. Please join me in the response to our call to worship. God's grace is sufficient for us. We are forgiven. God's power is made perfect in our weaknesses. Through God's love, we share in connectedness with one another. God's love calls us to sacrifice our own desires for the goodness of others. Let us worship God. My name is Kate Wagner, and I'm beginning my freshman year at the University of Florida. Take away our distractions, O oh God, so we may be confronted by your expectation of us. We realize that our busy striving after things has dulled our awareness of you. We have sought fulfillment in ways that deny you and hurt other people. Sometimes our success tramples the needy and brings ruin to the poor. Even our benevolence becomes self-serving. O oh God, we want to find our hope in the gospel. Let us confess our sin together. Gracious and merciful God, open our hearts so that we might embrace your teachings and live our lives as your son Jesus called us to do. We confess that we stray from your way and do not treat others with the overwhelming kindness you intend us to. 
We do not look to you for forgiveness when we sin. Instead, we excuse our condemned actions. We do not help the needy, we overlook the suffering, and we abuse our power for our own self-conceited motives. We admit that we lack in our reflection of you, Lord, and your Son, Jesus. Forgive us, God of mercy. Help guide us back into your way and lead us to a life of love, trust, and overwhelming gratitude. Make us new again, Lord, so we may experience the life you intended us to live. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Knowing that in the mystery of Jesus Christ, we are truly reconciled to God, continue in faith, not shifting from the hope of the gospel. Dwell consciously in God's presence in the midst of all you do every day. Friends, believe the good news of the gospel. My name is Gavin Masano, and I'm beginning my junior year at Sarasota High School. And now let us state what we believe using the words of the, of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose from the dead. He descended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Now please take a moment and saying where you are, greet one another this morning with a friendly wave. Good morning. So good to have you here this morning. My name is Steve McConnell, and I am one of the students here in our Student Sunday. This is my assignment, so uh, it is uh, so good to have you here, and it's so good. This is one of my favorite Sundays of the year, not only because I don't have to preach, but because we get to hear great, wonderful stories and testimony from our students, and uh, it is just an inspiring time. And would you please give them a big round of applause as we welcome them to lead our worship. I think of all the folks that I've seen kind of make their way off to seminary over the years, uh, most of them have kind of gotten their start it's student Sunday and in student ministry, and that's not to say that you all have to go to seminary, but uh, it is, uh, I think, a very important thing for us to realize that student ministry is so important to the life of our church, and your support of that 
is so critical as we continue to watch uh, God move in the hearts and minds of all those who are involved in that ministry. And a big, uh, a big shout out to Connor Peters, our new student ministry director. Again, thank you. <laughs> Connor's been drinking out of, a water, a water of a fire hose here over the last couple of months, but we're grateful for his, his leadership. Uh, a few things to call to your attention today. We had the blood mobile out in the parking lot, and uh, uh, the uh, need is urgent in terms of blood supply here in town. So if you uh, find yourself to be a candidate to give a, a pint of blood, we invite you to do so by heading over to the blood mobile and letting them know that you would love to do that. We uh, have need for volunteers over in the campus center for our food ministry. First of all, for our food pantry, we uh, can use some more adults to be helping us out between 10 and 1 o'clock uh, each day, Monday through Friday. Uh, the need is still there. Volunteers are coming and going, especially with COVID. We can certainly use your support. Uh, and also, we can use some support as we begin to bring back online our food ministry in terms of serving meals, funeral receptions, and Wednesday night life and all that, which we hope will get going uh, come September. So if you'd like to volunteer, please reach out to Kathy Robinette. She would love to hear from you as we seek to keep those ministries going strong. We have an information meeting for uh, hopefully a new Cub Scout troop that PAC that is going to be meeting. If you'd like to learn more about that for maybe your child or maybe your, uh, your son or maybe your grandson, August the 23rd at 7 o'clock. There's information about that in your bulletin. The nominating committee would love still to hear from you about possible nominees for uh, the leadership roles that we have here at Church of the Palms, elder, deacon, shepherding, deacon, nominating committee, and so on and so forth. So if you know people in your little circle of influence here at Church of the Palms that you'd like to recommend for us to consider, please let us know that. You, uh, most of you received the information about our latest uh, responses to the ongoing COVID reality that we're seeking to live in. And uh, thank you for acknowledging that. We, again, uh, really, really, really encourage folks to get vaccinated. And we really, really encourage folks who are not vaccinated to wear masks. And we also really, really encourage people to take note of the CDC most recent guidance and uh, that you might want to make sure that you're keeping one another protected. Of course, you can make your own choices as you do that, as you come here at Church of the Palms, but we encourage you to keep all of that aware in your mind and that, again, we will continue to carry out our mission of taking care of one another. Quick little update on Dr. Rada. Alan Rada is back in the hospital, unfortunately, still seeking some treatment and some tests to deal with his ongoing congestive heart failure. He passes on his greetings. We have every hope he'll be back home in the next couple of days, but keep him in your prayers uh, as he is getting quite frustrated because he wants to be back doing the things that he does so well, which is calling on our good people. So keep him in your prayers. Ben Kirsch is going to give us our next part of our service, the blessing of the backpacks. Good morning. Uh, my name is Ben Kirsch. I will be a freshman at the University of Florida this fall. Um, so school's going back, and I'll be leaving way too soon, and I have parents who are very concerned with the little amount of packing I've done. Uh, so with that being said, uh, please stand if you are a student in elementary, middle school, high school, or college. Uh, also, please stand if you are a teacher, professor, or administrator in the education system. And we ask the remaining members of our congregation to extend a hand in the direction of those standing closest to you. Uh, let us pray. Lord, bless these children, youth, adults, as they begin yet another year of school. Give them peace when they feel nervous, focus when they feel distracted, energy when they feel tired. Open their minds to the lessons they will learn both in and outside of the classroom. Help them to make friends that build one another up and be friends to those who need them. Guide them in making good choices as they grow in wisdom and maturity. Be ever present with them in the classroom, on the school bus, on the playground, and at home. And may they feel your loving care in all they do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
Hello, I'm Brett Cook. I'm heading into 11th grade at Riverview High School. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for all the blessings you've bestowed upon us, and thank you for your gracious kindness given to us who don't deserve it. Please help us to follow you through every problem and give us strength to overcome everything. I pray for every triumph and every struggle in these people's hearts, yours people's hearts, that you may let them know you will always love them and always be with them. We pray for all our friends who have yet to meet you, Lord, and that one day they will meet your everlasting glory. We pray for you to shine your light for those losing hope around the world with the resurgence of COVID. Lord, please diminish its grip in the world and allow the world to live with peace of mind without the remnants of a darker time. We pray for those who are sick, injured, or struggling mentally or physically, that you may help them recover stronger than before and be filled with the strength of the Lord so they can move on and not worry about their darker days. And for those who have lost someone to sickness, injury, or other illnesses, may you calm their hearts and minds to help them move through this difficult time with the least amount of sadness and pain possible. Lastly, we pray that we continue to be a light for the rest of the world during every moment, and we are filled with the fruits of the Spirit, so people always feel loved and welcomed by us, as we thank you, Heavenly Father, for giving us this opportunity to spread your kindness and your grace among the world, as we are centered around Christ our King, who taught us how to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Good morning. For those of you that I have had not had the opportunity uh, to get to meet yet, my name is Connor Peters. I'm the new Student Family Ministry Director here at Church of the Palms, which in, in short means that I get the wonderful blessing of being able to work very closely with all of our middle and high school students. And in addition to that, I also get to support Carol, our Children's Ministry Director, in her work as well. And I have enjoyed my time so much, uh, and just in the short time that I've been here since the beginning of June. We have arrived at that special time in our service uh, where we get to express our gratitude. And I love these moments where we get to express our gratitude because it calls us to reflect and think back on all of the ways that God has been working in our life. And this sort of reflection and remembrance helps move our faith from a place of just simply religion to a, a place of personal relationship. So shortly, you're gonna get to hear some of our students reflect on God's action in their life this past summer that they are grateful for. And today, I myself am just grateful for so many things. I'm grateful for a staff that serves one another. I'm grateful for families who have welcomed my wife and I into the community here of Church of the Palms. And I'm grateful for a congregation who loves and cares about our students. See, all of us leaders and all of us students within family ministry give thanks to you the congregation, and letting yourselves be a vessel for God's light as you have prayed over us, as you have encouraged us, if you have, excuse me, as you have lifted us up and as you have supported us in so many different ways, including with your time and with your gifts. See, we're called to be one body. And while family ministry is just different extensions of that body, we cannot flourish as a hand or a foot without the rest of the body. All you do to support our students is what allows us to flourish. It's because of all of the support of our loving congregation here today, you all, watching from afar and being in the nitty gritty with us, that our students are able to participate in the incredible experiences that they've gotten to have this summer, despite of our ongoing COVID reality. We were able to take our trip to Montreat and a lot of our students were able to explore their faith in a deeper way. 
So as we prepare for our tithes and offering this morning, uh, there will be uh, baskets located at each door that you are welcome uh, to uh, drop your offering in on the way out. There are several different ways that you can be giving as well, which are included in your bulletin. Uh, during our doxology, our ushers will bring forward uh, our offering baskets as a representation of our collective offering. But before that, I'm very excited about this. You're going to get to hear a special song performed by Steph and Sophie. Uh, and I have to give a little background to this. There was one afternoon while we were in Montreat where Steph and Sophie had went off on their own and little did we know were practicing this new song together, this duet. And they had called out all the adults onto the porch to listen to them perform it. And it moved all of us so much. And for me, it was one of the many moments that week where I got to see God at work in the lives of our students. And I think, wow, I get to do this for a living? This is great. But I got to see God at work. And it reminded me, and I hope that it reminds all of us this morning, that as we give of our time and of our gifts and of our resources, that it is most important that we give joyfully from our heart in gratitude for all that God does in our life.
Good morning. I am Ryan Chate, and I am a recent graduate of Sarasota Military Academy. Uh, you may remember I am taking a gap year. That is me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Please join me in the prayer of dedication. Lord, you give us the gift of abundant and eternal life, and for that we are grateful. You are a good father, and you give us good gifts. Your generosity overflows to us and through us. Everything we own is a gift from you. We become connected to you when we realize this. Everything we have on this earth is your abundant gift. Thank you, O Lord, our God. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. My name is Dale Morris, and I'm a senior at Riverview High School. This first scripture passage for today comes from the 33rd chapter of Genesis, beginning at the first verse. Now Jacob looked up and saw Esau coming, and 400 men with him. So he divided the children among Leah and Rachel and the two maids. He put the maids with their children in front, then Leah with her children, and Rachel and Joseph last of all. He himself went on ahead of them bowing himself to the ground seven times until he came near his brother. But Esau ran to meet him and embraced him and fell on his neck and kissed him, and they wept. When Esau looked up and saw the woman and children, he said, Who are these with you? Jacob said, The children whom God has graciously given your servant. Then the maids drew near, they and their children, and bowed down. Leah, likewise, and her children drew near and bowed down. And finally Joseph and Rachel drew near, and they bowed down. Esau said, what do you mean by all this company that I met? Jacob answered, to find favor with my Lord. But Esau said, I have enough, my brother. Keep what you have for yourself. Jacob said, no, please. If I find favor with you, then accept my present from my hand. For truly to see your face is like seeing the face of God, since you have received me with such favor. Please accept my gift that is brought to you, because God has dealt graciously with me, and because I have everything I want. So he urged him, and he took it. Our second scripture passage for today comes from the 10th chapter of the Gospel of Luke, beginning at the 38th verse. Now, as they went on their way, he entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. 
But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning. Um, my name is Ava Epstein. I am a rising junior going into Venice High School. I have recently had the pleasure of going up to North Carolina to participate in what is known as Montreat. I've grown up hearing about how this place, Montreat, is enriching in both connections with other people and connections with God. So obviously, last summer, when I was supposed to go for the very first time, I was beyond excited. But then last March of 2020, COVID-19 came along and stopped most activities, including Montreat. During this time, and up until now, I've lost quite a bit of faith in God. I felt alone, and I felt like he wasn't here with me. My decision to go to Montreat this year was not based on making a better connection with God. It was based on taking a break, having some sort of vacation. The theme of this year's Montreat conference was about being called to connect. It was about making connections with the people around you and God. The theme of that week came at a very good time for me because I was lacking in any sort of connection with God. The first day was about connecting with other people. And I did just that and made many more friends than I could have ever imagined. The second and third day of this trip were the days that I think really affected me and my faith. Tuesday's theme was disconnection. Disconnection from people and disconnection from God. I hadn't felt a connection to God in a little over a year and a half. So the sermon on Tuesday night hit very close to home. That day, I was told by one of my youth leaders to always ask for help. Granted, he was talking about trying to find a restroom in the massive cafeteria, which, by the way, was impossible to find. I mean, don't get me started on that. Gosh, I could go on for a while. But it also made a lot of sense in my situation. So that's what I did. That night, I talked to another youth leader, and I was told I might want to start praying to God. So I started praying and talking to God for the first time in a very long time. I wasn't praying for him to show me a sign that he was there. I was praying for him to help me open my ears to him and open my eyes to his work. I prayed and talked to a God that I honestly thought wasn't there through the night and entire next day. Wednesday's theme was reconnection, reconnection with God. There's this song, and it means quite a lot to me. It's a song called You Are My All in All. I've only played it heard live maybe once when I was about seven years old at a sleepaway camp in South Carolina. But since then, it has been a go-to song to try to connect and talk to God with. So because I was praying so much and trying to connect with God, this song was playing in my headphones over and over all day. Well, I've always thought of this song as being very popular, no one I talked to had recognized it. So what happened during the sermon on Wednesday night is pretty surprising to me. This sermon was talking about reconnection, and there was a certain moment that I don't think I will ever forget. It was near the end of the service when the pastor, Damon, was talking about how it was Jesus' hour to reconnect with God. Then it would look as if he turned to right where I was in the pews and he said the following, just like it was Jesus' time to reconnect with God, it is yours as well. Just as he said this, Paul, our worship singer, started playing the song that I just told you about the song that I haven't heard played right in front of me in eight years, the song that no one I've talked to has recognized, the song that I've talked to God with for as long as I can remember, in all day and night. In this moment, it felt as if it was just me in that auditorium listening and hearing God. I was finally reconnected after being so disconnected for so long. When we took communion that Wednesday night, I felt more connected to God than I think I've ever felt in my entire life. I was told on Tuesday night that God often talks through other people, and I have a sneaking suspicion God talked through the pastor that night. Even though this moment was so small in the entire scheme of things, it shows that God is present in even, even the little moments. I've now learned to look for him in the tiny moments of happiness, excitement, anxiety, and even sadness. My story is just one example of how impactful Montreat is on all of our students' faith, and is a perfect example of what makes Montreat trips so special. I now know why our students tend to call Montreat the thinnest place between heaven and earth. This is because when I arrived at Montreat, I was lost. 
And by the time I left, I was finally found. Thank you. Unfortunately, Jaden couldn't be here um, due to feeling under the weather coming back from her trip, so I was speaking on her behalf. I'm two days away from officially being a senior at Venice High, and I'm blessed enough to be heavily involved with the youth program for the past few years. Student Sunday has been something I've sat here in your seats twice, both times thinking how crazy it would be that I'd be up here one day. Well, here we are, and it's my turn to share with the Church of Palms just how special their youth program is and how all the support they receive goes into genuine life change. My journey here began at the point in my life when I needed it most, a low point for me when I truly didn't know who I was. My relationship with my alcoholic mom was rocky and to the point I didn't think I wanted to, be, want to keep fighting to glue the severed relationship back together. I went to Venice High where I knew absolutely no one and had just hurt my back enough where my doctor decided it was best for me to quit volleyball, the sport I spent every free minute playing since I was 10 my outlet in the silly ball and the net that held my identity. It's safe to say that I was lost. I was confused. I didn't know who I was, but most concerningly, my anger towards God was growing as I walked away from my old church and never looked back. I didn't know why God could let such confusion and taxing events happen all at once or why he would make my life so emotionally exhausting at such a young age. I was just a girl who prayed at night and believed he exists. So why was he not showing up for me? These thoughts continued for a few months as I juggled to find other things that could spark my interest just as much as volleyball so I could fill the void that I was experiencing. This is when Olivia Mason reached out and asked me if I wanted to come to the youth group. I was terrified, and it took every ounce in my body to make some fake excuse as to why I couldn't make it. After deciding to confront my fear and doubt, I walked in and immediately recognized some familiar faces and the welcoming environment assured me that this could be something I truly enjoyed. Walking into youth group absolutely terrified and not knowing who God was turned into being a regular with a faith beginning to slowly restore. Seeing some of these bright faces messing around and eating good food was the highlight of my weeks. My faith began to strengthen exponentially and I was able to watch the doors open with opportunities I would have never expected. Undeniably trusting that God had found me and knew I was in a place of hurt and doubt, needing a sign to keep fighting. That turned into me joining the Palms Academy of Leadership and Service right around when COVID began and as we ended up searching for a new youth director. Something that could always through a group of teens for an emotional roller coaster. However, Ethan Howell and Sarah Sobolewski worked tirelessly to keep the youth group alive and kids involved as all these aspects fell at their feet, just being the true lights of the Christ they are, in an effort to keep kids connected during such a disconnected time in our world. We slowly began to open back up to normal youth group experience safety, safely and meet weekly again. Then July rolled around and it was my turn. It was my turn to experience what I had heard everyone rave about, the thin place in North Carolina that everyone swore was the closest place between heaven you can get. And I was so ready. We arrived at Montreat and my prayer for this week was that something would stick. Something would really speak to me and I would grow stronger emotionally and spiritually. And let me tell you, God really answered that prayer. My first notable point in Montreat was that our new youth director, Connor, pushed me past my comfort zone to share my raw, full testimony to a group on the porch in front of the house for the first time. If he wouldn't have encouraged me to do that, and even if it didn't take a bit of peer pressure, I can assure you I wouldn't be confident enough to be standing here talking to you all right now. We had a Baptist preacher for our nighttime sermons that I was able to connect with, and truly delivered challenging messages that left me deep in thought. He presented new ways to approach forgiveness to those who have left us with scars. He said to look at forgiveness was to make a simple decision with the process after consisting of healing our own hurt after we forgive. I resonated with this deeply after holding grudges and closing my heart to my mom due to the challenges that she created in some of the most vital years of my life. I walked out of service that night with my walls broken down with an open heart, open mind, and a renewed attitude to take the first step in this process with anyone I have disconnected with, but especially my mom. I knew restoring that relationship was my first priority when I came back home. Montreat grew my relationship with not only God, but these beautiful people as well. 
I know I have a team here. I know I have a support system that would fight for me whenever I needed them. Pastor Damon assured Anderson Auditorium that if we didn't hear God or there's points in our life where we thought God was on vacation, he was moving in the, he was moving the most in silence, his greatest language. This threw me back to freshman year when my faith began to crumble because I genuinely believe that God forgot about me for a few months. But little did I know he was moving stronger than ever and working to get me into the church that I am confident in that. While I wish we could bring all of you on the bus to witness the true beauty of that college campus, you'll have to just live it through our stories. And I hope we are able to convince you of just how beautiful that place is. Greater than Montreat, how amazing the youth support team is. How heard they make us feel in such a noisy world where sometimes we feel ignored. I truly don't know where I would be without Church of the Palms, the place I will forever come back to, the place that saved me, the place that knows how to love teens that come in feeling lost. Church of the Palms, thank you for helping me find myself again. I love you. Good morning. My name is Alexander Vefeas, and I'm a senior at Sarasota Military Academy. I've been a member of Church of the Palms all my life, and I've been a part of the youth group for the past six years. I'm also a member of the Powell's Academy of Leadership and Service. This summer, I had the opportunity to attend Montreat for the second time. For so many years, I sat in the pews, just like y'all, and listened to others, students, talk about how wonderful Montreat is and how it changed their lives. Well, I'm here to tell you that they were telling the truth. As I moved from middle school to high school youth group, I struggled to find my place. After attending Montreat the summer of my freshman year, I never had that feeling again. The relationships that I made that week with other youth group members made me feel so much more connected and got me more involved at church. This year, our journey began with a mission project in Savannah, Georgia. We packaged 700 boxes of food for people in need and cleaned up a community garden. Serving God by serving others was a great way to start our trip. The next day, we arrived in Montreat. As we drove onto campus, you could feel the energy in the bus change. Those of us returning knew what a great week we had in store, and those of us going for the first time were anticipating the experiences they had always heard about. Each morning, we started with energizers and worship songs to get us pumped up for the day, and each night, we listened to an inspiring sermon that focused on connecting ourselves with our faith. For me, the best part of Montreat is the connections that are built. During small groups, we were placed with kids from churches from all across the country. This time allows us to reflect on the previous night's sermon and the lesson and keynote that morning. By sharing our thoughts with others not from our home church, we gain new perspectives and new friends. In the evening, we have back home group. During this time, we talk about the day's message and share our personal faith stories. This deep dive is where the real connections are made, where lives are changed and where faith is strengthened. What really clicked with me in back home groups was listening to how we all related to the sermon in so many different ways, while interpreting it with our own life experiences. By each of us sharing our stories, we realize that we are so much more alike than we are different. I'll forever be thankful for this experience and the impact it's had on my life. Thank you to the Church of the Palms members for your financial and spiritual support. And thank you to the adult leaders for giving your time and energy to 32 teenagers. We know you don't always make it easy, but we hope that you know how much this meant to us and the positive impact it's had in our lives. Thank you. Good morning. For those of you who are not familiar with me, my name is Blake Quigley, and I've been a member of this church for as long as I can remember. Early this year, I spoke about my faith story and how this church has impacted me in many ways. But no story can be told in a three to five minute window, so here I am continuing this faithful tale. This summer we were blessed to have been able to attend the Montreat Youth Conference in the beautiful state of North Carolina. Being surrounded by vast mountain ranges, calming rivers, and nice 72 degrees rather than our cool 95, we were, among, we were walking among the beautiful earth God had made for us. Later in the week, as we went to evening worship, the lovely staff at the conference began talking about these 11 archetypes for worshiping. We were asked to stand when we heard the archetype that best fit in the way we see God working in our everyday lives. Naturalist was mentioned, someone who sees God through the nature that surrounds them. It was overwhelming the number of kids that stood up for this archetype, but I remained seated. While I see God's beauty and presence through the wonderful environment he placed me in, 
there was another archetype waiting for me. Oh, sorry. The very next description was seeing God's presence through the people around you. I rose from my seat after hearing those words. As I've matured on my walk with Christ, I've taken the time to understand how God is working through the people around me. In my previous testimony, I stated how when I felt lost, members of this church came and found me. When I felt hopeless, those same members provided me the light I needed. And when I was at the lowest of my lows, they extended a hand and lifted me up from the ground. God placed these people in my life for a reason. With all that has happened this past year with COVID, the loss of our previous youth pastor, and issues within our youth group, it was evident that there was a disconnect between people and their faith. We had a serious decline in the attendance to our youth groups, lost the connection between friends, and most importantly, we felt as if we lost our youth program as a whole. But when there seemed to be no answers, God's presence was shown through the individuals around us. Sarah and Ethan were quick to step in and be our interim youth leaders. Gosh, I keep losing myself, I'm sorry. <laughs> our search committee immediately began searching for a new youth pastor, and finally our missing piece was found, Connor Peters. I got the opportunity to serve on the search committee, and when we came across Connor, it was a no-brainer. I saw a fun, young, and determined individual that had great plans for this church, but I saw something greater, hope for this youth group. I saw a promising future for a place that gave me so much, and that was all I could ask for. It was unfortunately my last year as a member of this fantastic youth group, and it really hit me how much this place truly means to me. I was recently asked what I thought my role through Christ is. This hit deeper than expected, as for the longest time I had no answer for this question. That's not the case anymore. I know my role. My role through Christ is to be the light for those who find themselves in the darkness. I've been told that I possess a very outgoing personality, which Gianna describes as quite irritating. <laughs> but the other Blake continues to laugh at my jokes so I don't change. It's this personality that I utilize when I call, I'm called to serve God. I'm quick to include everyone as I know how it feels to be the new kid. I go out of my way to break the ice as many group situations can get awkward. I do whatever I can to emulate how I was treated when I first started coming back because without that, I wouldn't be up here today. As my departure for college is around the corner, I've begun preparing for the long dread goodbyes, my family, my friends, my lovely king-size bed at home, and of course, Church of the Palms. However, none of these are goodbyes, simply just to see you soon. I'll see my family and friends all the time, I'll have my bed waiting for my return, and I'll be in the pews as many Sundays as I can, solely due to the fact that the Florida State football team needs all the prayers they can get. This place has given me too much to not come back. It's given me a place to worship our great God. It's given me the friendships that I'll have forever and help me become the man I am today. See you very soon, Church of the Palms. Thank you very much.
I hope that you are inspired today with the future of our world in such an uncertain space that we live in today. But these students are not only our future, but they are the present of our church. And if uh, you are looking to maybe get involved and support our students, there are plenty of ways uh, from as simply as giving you one or two names of students that you uh, can dedicate yourself to be praying for each day, to supplying an occasional meal, to maybe even helping in a weekly or bi-weekly capacity, uh, my email is on page nine of this wonderful bulletin. So take that home with you and send me an email and I will be happy to connect you in some shape or form with our student ministry so that you can be praying for us and supporting us um, as we are so grateful for our congregation. Please receive this blessing. May you go from this place filled with the Holy Spirit to be a light to those around you, a light that shares the love of Christ, the grace of Christ, and the fruits of the Spirit to all those that you encounter. Being reminded that the gifts of God, the gifts that God has given us are best shared with those around us. Amen.